You may have heard that most people who are black have O blood type. O is commonly needed for emergencies. But did you know one in three of us is a match for patients with sickle cell disease? Regardless of blood type, every day our blood saves lives and eases the pain of those living with sickle cell. Donate blood at Red Cross to help us save a life. Black excellence is in our blood. Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood to make an appointment now. Okay, real talk. When did paying someone back become social media? What do you mean? Let's say I'm trying to lurk on you. You know, see what you're doing and who you're doing it with. I can stalk your pay app and find out what you're doing. Oh, yeah, that's, that's kind of weird. You do that? Not anymore. <laughs> I use Apple Cash. It's built into your iPhone, easy and secure. You can send and receive money right in messages. So no public feeds. And the money is immediately available to use with Apple Pay. Babe, did you just send me a dollar on Apple Cash? I just said our cash isn't content. Shh. <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. The only thing America loves more than a coming-of-age story is watching that same person fall from grace. Mm. Deadass. That's sad. And that's the exact reason why I don't necessarily care for no fame shit. Deadass? Deadass. Hey, I'm Kadeen. And I'm DeVal. And we're the Ellises. You may know us from posting funny videos with our boys. And reading each other publicly as a form of therapy. Wait, I make you need therapy? Most days. Wow. <laughs> oh, and one more important thing to mention. We're married. Yes, sir, we mm-hmm. are. We created this podcast to open dialogue about some of life's most taboo topics. Things most folks don't want to talk about. Through the lens of a millennial married couple. Deadass is a term that we say every day. So when we say deadass, we're actually saying facts. 100. The truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. <laughs> we about to take Pillow Talk to a whole new level. Deadass starts right now. 2006. This goes back to when I first made it to the NFL. And this is when you start feeling yourself. You know what I'm saying? Um, I was a free agent tryout. I went through a lot. Everybody knows the story to make it to the NFL. But I finally made it. And for years of being the underdog and being counted out, um, not having any scholarship offers, having to walk on, I felt like I was the shit. <laughs> like, you couldn't tell me anything. At the time, I was 5'10", 165 pounds. I went to a small school. I'm from Brooklyn. No real football players come from Brooklyn. It's not a football state. I felt like I made it. And like I was the 1% of people who didn't make it. I was the 1%. And I felt like I was on top of the world. I felt like I had figured out life. And going through that whole process in the NFL, I got humbled when I got there and realized that even though I was the 1% of the people in my community who made it, when I got to the NFL, I was just another person. Mm. You know, and it taught me a valuable lesson that no matter how good you may think you are or how much praise you get from those around you, your world doesn't exist in that vacuum. Once you step out of that world, you get hit with a Mack truck. That part. And that Mack truck is the rest of the world, and they will humble you 
very quickly. Very quickly, because there's chances are there's probably somebody else with a similar story, right? Forget somebody else. There's somebody else's. Mm-hmm. There were so many other people who had similar stories to mine, and it, it humbled me. Um, I was still proud of my accomplishment, but it definitely humbled me and let me know that you ain't that special, bro. <laughs> you still got a lot of work to do to, to stay where you are. Well, you are to me. La, 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 wait, wait till, till I, I get, get my, my money, money right. right. Oh, I had a dream I could buy my way to heaven. When I woke, I spent that on a necklace. Oh. I told God I'd be back in the second. Man, it's so hard not to act reckless. What do we do? Lay. To whom much is given, much is tested. Ooh. I'm, see, I'm glad we ended Chills. on to whom much is given, much, much is, is tested. tested. Because that's going to take me back to story time. Mm-hmm. Also, take me back to something that happened earlier in the year. Well, I want to hear about that, but let's take a quick break. Okay, okay, okay. And we're going to get back into the meat of the show. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Listen, y'all, losing two loved ones in a matter of six months, it can be a lot. And a lot of times when you're dealing with grief, you have a lot to get off your chest with your family. That's absolutely right. You know, people carry around all different types of stresses, big and small. When you keep them bottled up, it can start to affect you negatively. And therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to kind of figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com deadass today to get 10% off your first visit. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash deadass. It was good, y'all. I think it's important for you to understand why black representation in media is important. It's important because the media represents how people view us. And it's important that they understand that black people are not a monolithic people. That is a fact. And the next generation of influential black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truth. Black Stories, Black Truth is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to reparations, there's no limit to the range of black stories, black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, real talk. When did paying someone back become social media? What do you mean? Let's say I'm trying to lurk on you. You know, see what you're doing and who you're doing it with. I can stalk your pay app and find out what you're doing. Oh, yeah, that's kind of weird. You do that? Not anymore. (laughs) I use Apple Cash. It's built into your iPhone, easy and secure. You can send and receive money right in messages. So no public feeds. And the money is immediately available to use with Apple Pay. Babe, did you just send me a dollar on Apple Cash? I just said our cash isn't content. Shh. 
<laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. All right, ladies, let's be real. Who here actually enjoys shaving their legs? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought so. And get this. Near, yes, near, the OG that I used for years has now leveled up. And they have these new sensational shower creams and body creams that smell amazing. My personal favorite, coconut oil and vitamin E because it's gentle on my skin. And down to the body cream, rich cocoa butter and vitamin E body cream, which is a modern take on indulgent and classic femininity. Okay? It works in as little as three minutes, no nicks, no cuts, and the smooth skin lasts days longer than shaving. Nair's new sensational shower and body creams are free of all those nasty chemicals so you can feel good about what you're putting on your skin. Have a me-time moment with Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. Let's just let's just first go back to the, the initial soundbite, right? The only thing Americans love more than a coming-of-age story is watching someone fall from grace, right? Uh, proof of that, when you ever heard of rubbernecking? Mm-hmm. Rubbernecking is when you're on the highway mm-hmm. and there's an accident on the opposite side. Right. And you have traffic on your side because people can't help but watch the wreckage, right? Mm-hmm. Americans love to watch wreckage. Mm. So they love to build people up and make them this hero. But more than that, they love to watch people fall. It's like, a, it's like for them, it's something enjoyable. Look at all of the heartache that person's going through. <laughs> mm-hmm. They think just, they're so perfect. Their life is so perfect. But watch. Right. It's, it's, yeah. it's part of... um. Part of a projection, because mm-hmm. I, I say this all the time, 99% of the world's wealth is controlled by 1% of the population. So most people in the world, especially in America, which is a capitalist country, are not happy with their place in life because financially they can't provide the life they want mm-hmm. to have. Mm-hmm. So watching other people struggle is a form of entertainment Absolutely. for a lot of people. Sadly, And if you understand socioeconomics, you can understand why people are in that place mm-hmm. in their life. But um, as... A celebrity, quote unquote, if you're considered a celebrity, it's important for you to understand this aspect, right? When you're celebrated, you're celebrated because you do something exceptionally, mm-hmm. right? And with that, you are rewarded financially, mm-hmm. right? You're exceptional at doing this job, whether it's right. a CEO of a company or an athlete or an entertainer or a politician, you're celebrated. You're a celebrity. You're celebrated for doing something exceptional. With that comes partnerships where you get to make money but with that money comes brands and you have a responsibility to those brands who pay you or the people who pay you to keep a certain level of integrity right right, right? or a certain image right a certain image yeah cohesive cohesive with their brand yeah and a lot of people need to understand that when you're celebrated for being exceptional you're required to be exceptional in all aspects of life mm. and i think that's where people start to struggle, mm-hmm. especially in today's age. I, I see a lot more celebrities saying, well, I'm, I'm human. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm only human. I'm only human, which I understand. Or they say, I'm not here to be your child's role model. Right. You know, you need to be the parent and you need to be the one that's filtering what your children see because I am just entertaining. Right. right. Which which is fair, but it's not always true. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for example, mm-hmm. if you want to be celebrated for being exceptional, you have a responsibility to be exceptional in the eyes of those people who pay to watch you be exceptional, even when you don't want to be exceptional. Right, so that means moving in an exceptional manner (laughs) at all times. If you mess up, you will get exceptional criticism. Mm -hmm. You know, the same way you're praised 
for being exceptional. When you mess up, they are going to tear your ass down exceptionally. And if you are smart enough to recognize that, you learn to move with integrity, mm-hmm. right? Because integrity allows you to live your truth, not for a brand, not for people or not for praise, but you live for what's important to you. Mm-hmm. This way you don't have to constantly put on a performance. Right. And at that point, whatever is naturally supposed to align with you and your brand or your personality or your persona is naturally going to take take place. Yes. Yeah. And that's and I think that's where when people ask all the time, like, you know, with the public eye and all this sort of stuff, how hard is it to keep integrity? It is difficult to keep integrity. I want I want people to think about this, right? Imagine you come from and I, I don't want to use entertainment or athletics. I'm going to use something completely different that people can relate to, but you can look at it through the, the lens of a professional athlete or entertainer. Hmm. Imagine that you're the first in your family to graduate and go to college mm-hmm. and you work in tech, mm-hmm. right? You graduate with honors and mm-hmm. you automatically get a job at one of these startup companies making a quarter million dollars, mm-hmm. more than your money has, your, your family has ever seen before, right? Um, you're a black person. You're celebrated by the black community as being a glass ceiling breaker, right? You're one of the first in your areas in tech to get this position right out of college. So now you're not only making a lot of money, you're also being celebrated mm-hmm. for it. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of pressure that comes with that, right? But also there's a lot of behaviors that since you grew up, um, in an environment where it wasn't supported by the life you're living in now, when you get to that new life, a lot of people don't necessarily know how to maneuver, mm. right? And the reason why I was choosing this lane, because the minute you say entertainment or athletics, mm-hmm. people automatically assume the worst from athletes or entertainers. Right. But this often happens with people who work in finance or work in tech or work in any industry where they make a lot of money at a young age. Mm-hmm. It's difficult to keep your integrity when you have a responsibility to provide for a lot of people who don't have those opportunities as you. Mm-hmm. And since it's difficult to live in that, to, to exist and, and provide for people, when people start to throw money your way, you're willing to do whatever you can to get it. Gotcha. You see I what I'm see saying? That. I can and, see that, yeah. And the reason why I say I, I use that example and not entertainment is because people often say, Hollywood is is the devil. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Or people have to sell it, sell their soul to make it in Hollywood. Well, I was gonna say, is it because entertainers and athletes have an aspirational lifestyle that some people wish they could have, or I, is it just the admiration that they have for these individuals? What I think it is is that in our community, especially um, the black community, we look up to athletes and entertainers because those are the ones we see make it. Mm-hmm. They're the flashy ones, mm-hmm. mind you. Most of the millionaires in our community do not work in athletics or entertainment. Yes, that's, and that's a fact. And that's a and fact. will fly right under the radar because they're driving their, you know, Kia Rio. Talk about it. Talk about <laughs> chilling it. Chilling in there, their Crocs. There are tons of black millionaires Worth it, who work millions. in the tech space, mm-hmm. who work in real estate, who work in construction, who build a great life for themselves, but they're not celebrated because they're not flashy. So when it comes to entertainers and athletes, we look at them as the pinnacle of people who made it out and they made it out quickly. Mm-hmm. So when you're 22 and you've made a million dollars because you did a song or you're on YouTube or mm-hmm. you've been drafted in whatever sport you play, people aspire to get that level of gratification. You know what I'm saying? Also too, yeah, they think it's instant. But I mean, right. think about the athlete who's drafted. 
Chances are you hear the story about the kid that was drafted in the first round and playing football since he was two. Yes. And there is a road yes. to getting to that. So it didn't necessarily happen overnight. Nope. Like you said, that person yep. who is a celebrity, they are deemed to be exceptional in whatever it is that they do. Yep. So sometimes I can't understand the mindset where people want to bash or look down on or praise the fall of somebody from that status because is it maybe a bit of jealousy wrapped in there or envy? Or is it just like, ha, you know, you can't necessarily always be at the top because that's not life. People it, aren't always at the top. Well, it, it comes back to things not being fair, right? When 99% of the world's wealth is controlled by 1% of the population, it's not fair. Mm -hmm. There are people who don't get access to have that or live that aspirational lifestyle, even if they do things the right way mm -hmm. because the system is created for only a small amount of people to make money, right? right? So- when you lived your life and you're working so hard and it seems like you can't break through, you start to have resentment towards everybody. Mm -hmm. And then you you struggling in life. Sometimes, you know, you don't want a constant reminder that you're struggling. Mm -hmm. So when you watch someone that you you see that you admire go through a struggle, you relate to that. Right. You know, well, you can relate to now struggle. you're struggling. Now I can relate to that struggle because I struggle every day. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times people think, oh, it's hate. Sometimes it's not hate. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't relate to people that don't have the same lifestyle as you. So when you're watching someone go through a struggle that you admire, it's easier for you to say, man, I'm not the only one going through something. Mm -hmm. They're going through it, too. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to integrity, imagine you, for example, been struggling your whole life. And now you have an opportunity to create financial freedom for yourself. And those around you, and it's like all I got to do is that. Okay, you know I've I've been doing all the right things for this long, and nothing's been happening mm -hmm. for me. But now you just want me to do that, and you'll give me X amount of dollars. Mm -hmm. Hell yeah, I'm doing that because, that and that's and that's how people, <laughs> yeah, that's how people uh, find themselves when they get to any level. And this is why I'm I'm not going to just make it Hollywood and athletics. Even in corporate culture, mm -hmm. you hear so many people in corporate culture talk about how cutthroat and evil it is at that level. Mm -hmm. Because in order to ascend, typically you have to step on someone else or you right. have to do something outside. Or wait outside. for somebody to get leave their position, right. whether they're fired or, you know. Or you have to do something outside of your integrity right. in order to get there. Like you hear people say all the time, well, who did they sleep with to, to get, get to there. that level? Yep. And uh -huh. it has nothing to do with Hollywood or athletics. It's just trying to ascend in life. What kills me is the fact that people want to throw the Illuminati all over us. Like, oh, it can't possibly be that these people have just worked and worked. Yes, folks, we've had some people say that Deval and I have now become members of the Illuminati. Some Although, people, there's a whole thing. My tax bracket don't say <laughs> Illuminati status yet based yet. off of who is making Illuminati style money. Yes. But y'all can't just be okay with the fact that two people have just been working as kids in Brooklyn struggling in you moments, working hard over the past 20 years to build out a life that we had. You want to know why? It got to be a shortcut because somebody sold their soul to somebody devil. Do you want to know Lord. why? Imagine spending your whole life working hard, going to school, only getting bills, doing something and not working out. And then you see two people who you grew up with actually make it. Some people in their mind say it's not possible that they, that they made it without right. selling their soul. Because I did everything right. Yeah. And, and sometimes it doesn't happen for everybody. Right. Like we know a lot of people who work their tail off doing everything the right way. And, and I'm not going to lie. I felt like that when I was in you the NFL. You still feel like that, Deval. Hell yeah, I do. Deval still feels that way. I, I've worked my ass off. Kadeen has worked her ass off. And I do watch other people get praised for doing things not even at a standard that I've done. And they get praised by, by other people or different media outlets. And I'm like, wait a minute. 
how did this person get praised for that when I've been doing this for four years at an elite level and no one says anything? Mm -hmm. At times, it does become difficult for you to realize that that is not your moment. Mm -hmm. What I don't do is I never downplay someone else's moment. Never. Because yeah. if that's their moment, that's, that's their, their season, moment. That's their time. Yours right. Come. But it's it's not that easy for some people. Agreed. You know, it's just it's just not. And I have so many other aspects of my life that I'm at peace with that I'm not solely you know, defined by my career. Right. And a lot of times people struggle in life because their career defines them. Mm -hmm. Right. My career doesn't define me. If, if I don't act tomorrow, I'm still going to make money in all my other business projects. I'm still going to be a dad. I'm still going to be a husband. I'm still going to be a, a, a friend, a brother. So there's so many different aspects to devour that I can lean on mm -hmm. that I don't feel the need to downplay or wish down downfall on someone else who is in the position that I want to be in. Right. But for a lot of people, they don't have those other aspects. They don't have a village to rally behind. So their integrity is often compromised because they want that one thing that they think defines them. Mm -hmm. If me being a CEO of this company and being the first black CEO defines me, I'm willing to do anything to get there. If, if I want to be the first per actor in this movie to do this, I'm going to do anything. If I want to be a first round pick, I'm going to do anything. It's in every, even at the freaking post office. I, we I, we have friends that work in the post office and they'd be like, yo, these people in here were willing to do anything to be just a manager at the post office. It's like, it's the post office. You ready to try to get somebody fired? Where's your integrity mm. to be the manager at the post office? So I think integrity doesn't only come with being a celebrity. Mm -hmm. I think integrity comes with you understanding your place in the world, being dissatisfied with your place in the world and willing to step on other people to get higher. And I think that's where people lose their integrity. If you understand where you are in the world and you find peace in different aspects of your life other than just your career, it's easy to keep your integrity because you're living for more reasons than just a paycheck. Mm. That was a whole word in itself. Was it? It was a word. Woo! Pastor Ellis. You better start it. You better start it. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> So some facts to consider, y'all. You figure fame or integrity, which one is more important? Like I said, integrity all the way. I, for one, can totally disappear into my own little corner. <laughs> Deval tells me now that I am an introvert and a hermit crab. He feels like COVID did it to me because yeah. prior to this, I was social butterfly as well. And now I'm not as, not as uh, social as I thought I was before, I guess. But hey. Um, so which is more important to you, money or happiness, which is of more value, success or failure, which is more destructive. If you look at others for fulfillment, you will never truly be fulfilled. Facts. If your happiness depends on money, mm, you'll never be happy with yourself. Facts. Be content with what you have. Rejoice in the way things are. You when you realize that there's nothing lacking, the whole world belongs to you. And that's by uh, Lao Tzu. I have to agree with him because. When I was in the NFL, I made a lot of money and I wasn't happy. Mm -hmm. I was away from my family. You and I were struggling a lot. Um, once I lost the money and we moved back to Brooklyn and we started building, I started to find happiness in creating a life for my family. You really found happiness in that? Because I beg to differ, baby. No, 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 no. Listen, listen I, we, starting from scratch was difficult. We can, we can differ. I'm not going to try to change your mind. If that's the way you felt, that's mm -hmm. the way you felt. But I will say this. I was 22 years old. And the league minimum at the time was two hundred seventy-five thousand mm -hmm. dollars. Oh, you're right? talking about different points in life, then. Okay, I'm talking about so, the no, after but, that. But I, I made that money, 
My player performance bonus the following February was $75,000. A kid from Brooklyn mm-hmm. who's never really worked consistently because I was going to school. I was I was on scholarship. I never had money. Mm-hmm. Now had six figures in the bank account. And I was dealing with uh, withdrawals from pain meds. I was dealing with anxiety anxiety because I was away from my family. I missed my girlfriend. Um, you would think that the money would have cured all of those other things Mm. but it didn't right you know like not being in a sense of peace and not knowing who i was or not understanding why i wasn't happy and fulfilled made me anxious and there was no amount of money that could could solve that i i didn't buy clothes i I wasn't able to it wasn't like retail therapy helped me Mm -hmm. i couldn't buy my way into happiness well i guess why i said i didn't necessarily agree with this statement per se it says be content with what you have rejoice in the way things are sometimes people are not happy with the way they are in that moment that's true and they're not going to be content with the way things are because they want better for themselves so it's like how do you then decide how i'm going to maneuver and make the best out of the situation to get the things that i want so this this is how i navigate that being content in the way things are doesn't mean that you have to be content that those things will never change in the future. You still have to work towards what you want, but being content in the moment that you have health, you have clarity, and you have opportunity to get the things you want allows you to be content in the moment, right? You know, I want to be the biggest movie star on the planet. Mm -hmm. I'm not that right now, but does that mean that since I'm not that right now, I can't be content with where my life is right now? No, I can be content with all that I have and still work my ass off to be that mm-hmm. as, as hard as I can. Yeah. And, and I found that when I wasn't on anybody's TV screen, mm-hmm. when I was behind Omari Hardwick being his stunt double and no one ever saw my face before social media started to pop. Mm-hmm. Right. When I was working as a gym, as a trainer, training some people's kids who didn't want to be trained, mm-hmm. you know, whose parents wanted it more than them. I found contentment in the fact that I was able to provide a lifestyle for my wife and my son at the time. And they could, you guys could do the things you wanted to do and be at peace. I found content in that while knowing I'm still building for what I really want to be for myself. And Deval, you are a good egg. Okay. (laughs) You're a very good egg. My egg? And I mean, I couldn't think of another word in the moment, but (laughs) it's just what I'm, what I'm trying to get at is that hearing this from you Mm -hmm. completely makes sense because that is in line with your personality your drive, your ambition, your work ethic. But there's some people, even some of the listener letters that we write in and and people will say like, I just am in a rut in life. Like how can I get myself out of this? I'm not happy with where I am in my life. I'm not happy with what I've achieved. I feel like I'm in this rat race. I can just see how it's easy for people to be in that rut and it'd be hard to say, you know what? I just don't even know how to begin to be content with where I am, you know? And And that's a difficult place to be in. I just want to acknowledge and love on those people because I know that I've been there where it seems like you have everything to sustain you. And yes, you have health and strength and support and love and, mm. you know, but you're still just finding that purpose. Maybe, maybe the purpose well, is not um, something that people are in, in line with finding in that moment. You know? But you, you say I'm a good egg, but a lot of times, how many times have you had to talk me off the edge? Think, think about how many times where I've been downstairs in the gym. Just working my ass off, and then I sit down and I'm stopping, and, and you just like, what's the matter? Why are you looking about to cry? And I just be like, yo, I want to do these things, and I, no, no one's allowing me to do these things. I want to create. I want to do this, and you'd be like, Deval, think about where you were five years ago and how much you've done in that time. You know. Also, 
having integrity and, and learning to be content with where you are doesn't mean that that always comes from within. Sometimes you need people around you to remind you to, That's you know, true. stop, stop looking to forward. rally around and yes, stop. Like when you're in this moment, one of the biggest things that can deter you from, from being content is always looking ahead. Right. And saying, well, I want to be there. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause you're looking at where you are and you're comparing where you are to where you want to be mm-hmm. as opposed to looking behind sometimes and saying, look where I was. Yeah. Look where I was. Yeah. Look where I am. And look where I want to be. I'm happy with how far I've come in that amount of time. I'm also happy with what I have. Mm-hmm. If you're always looking ahead, you pointed this out to me in the NFL. I was not happy one day in the NFL because I was always looking at what I wanted to do. And I took it for granted. And the opportunity was short-lived mm-hmm. because I wasn't smart enough to be content in the moment. I didn't appreciate the moment, so the moment was fleeting. Mm-hmm. I wasn't as successful as I could have been in the NFL because I was always thinking about the next thing. You still have to appreciate the moment, right? You have to honor the gift. Mm-hmm. The gift in the moment is the NFL. So rather than saying, well, I'm in the NFL, but I want to be a starter. Well, I want to be a starter, but I want to be a Hall of Fame. I want to win a Super Bowl. Doing all of those things and not being able to do that in that moment made me upset. Mm-hmm. And all I did was complain and bitch and moan and got my ass cut. That you see what I'm saying? And now I have no opportunity to ever be those things. Mm-hmm. But in the moment, I had an opportunity. I, I was not where I wanted to be, but I had an opportunity. Mm-hmm. If people start to realize that every day you wake up, you have an opportunity to be where you want to be. That's where you can find That's where you can find contentment. That's where you can find the contentment. Yeah. I like that spin on it because yeah. I know me coming from where I've come from. I tend to sometimes see the glass. Have empty mm-hmm. where my husband here always sees it half full and you know it's hard to sometimes wrap your mind around it when you have you're in those moments of you feel like what's hopelessness mm-hmm. um and how you're able to maneuver opportunities and yeah. maneuver um your life in that moment to, to then make it to the next level of whatever it is you're trying to attain so i figured that was an interesting look on it because not everyone can probably feel like that you know no, it's, it's it's difficult and integrity is a hard thing to maintain in a world that's based on capital mm. right because it's like you you hear all these sayings it's a dog eat dog you know it's like mm. okay so what is what does that mean mm. like i'm only going to be successful if i'm a dog and i eat another dog mm-hmm. which there's no integrity in a dog eating another dog right right but we often celebrate people who get success by any means mm-hmm Right. So then it's like, well, doesn't integrity really matter? Does it matter? When it, especially when you it know? comes to fame, if that's what you're shooting to achieve. Right. And then what does integrity look like for some people? Because what may be a form of integrity to you that's may not true. be a form of integrity to me. And then that, I think that boils down to just morals and, you know, what you're OK with doing, things you're willing to sacrifice mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. not in order to make it to that next level of whatever, you know, your career field may be or whatever your aspiration is. So that's something to also keep in mind, too. It's like your level of integrity and what you might consider to be. Um, that is not necessarily the same for the next person. I, I want to. Did you read this second part? Which one? Becoming a celebrity? Yes. Read that real quick. Becoming a celebrity alters the person's being in the world. Once fame hits with its growing sense of isolation, mistrust and lack of personal privacy, the person develops a kind of character splitting between the celebrity self and the authentic self as a survival technique in the hyperkinetics 
and heady atmosphere associated with celebrity life. I agree with that. Once you become a celebrity, people expect you to behave in the manner in which made you a celebrity, even if that that manner is a character. Yes. Right. Absolutely. So for because ex- I expect Urkel Urkel to fall down. Yes. Um, <laughs> and yes. be like, did I do that? Like when yes. I see him, Jaleel White. Yes. Today. Yes. Like, He's Urkel to me. <laughs> and and a lot of times people get to a point where they're like, I'm tired of performing, mm-hmm. right? But even even just the character that he plays, when you're a celebrity, people expect you to act like a celebrity. And when you don't act like a celebrity, people say things like, oh, you're just a regular person. <laughs> Aren't we all just right. regular people? And what people? exactly does act like a celebrity look like? I guess they want you to say the, you know, the PC things and... You know, always be on and Wear be smiling. Oh, yeah, just you know, willing to take pictures with whoever you encounter or sign autographs. And if you have a day where you're just being quote unquote human, you may potentially be scrutinized for that. Well, here's another thing: everybody's idea of what a celebrity is supposed to act is different. Mm. So how do you? How are you always going to fall into everybody's perfect idea of how a celebrity is supposed it's to act? Impossible. You can't. It's impossible. And that's how as people, gracious as you try to be. At random times, it's impossible. And that's how people lose themselves. Because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, this person wants me to be this way, let me be that. And that person wants me to be a celebrity this way. And it, and it, and after a while, and this is where integrity comes in, if you don't feel comfortable in living in your true self and you're constantly performing for everyone else, at some point you're going to fall. Right. Just like this says, studies show that the pressure of celebrity can lead to self-destructive patterns like substance abuse to help mitigate the stress. How many actors or performers do we know have taken their own lives because it was just too much to handle, whatever they were dealing with? That so, becomes a lot. In the fear of someone taking my idea, I'm going to still tell this story. I was watching everything that happened in the media over the last couple of months mm-hmm. between entertainers, whether it was an actor, a singer, an athlete. I've noticed that once celebrities start to move in a manner that is more advantageous for them and their mental health, everyone else thinks that they're crazy, mm-hmm. right? What you mean you don't want to do interviews no more? I just, I don't want to do an interview today. Oh, something's wrong. He's isolating himself. He's crazy. Mm. What you mean you don't want to play no more? You're retiring? He's at the peak of his game. Why is he retiring? He must be crazy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Wait, wait, wait a minute. He went and did something that no one else thinks he should do. Other people can do it, but not him. Oh, he's crazy. It's like the minute you become a celebrity, they expect you to behave in a way that the minute you start to focus on what's right for you, you've now lost everybody. Mm. And that's the part of celebrity that I don't think people who are not celebrities understand. They just know how to cancel people. Yes. (laughs) For example. Cancel culture is heavy. I I told you about the um, conversation I had with the, with the dude on Instagram. My hair is thinning. It's been thinning for years, right? Mm-hmm. Doesn't make no difference to me. It's just thinning here. It happens when you get older, right? So a dude says to me, yo, the hair is thinning. You need to let that go on my page, mm-hmm. right? So I sent him a message back. And I said, you know, it's funny that you think because your hair right now, he's full, full head of hair waves because your hair is better than mine's. You should. T- you have the right to tell me I should let my hair go, right? Mm-hmm. My house is better than yours. Should I tell you to let that go? My car is better than yours. Should I tell you to let that go? Mm. My life 
is better than yours. Should I tell you to let that go? Yikes. And he said, he said, you know, I never thought about it that way. And I said, now, just imagine you made that comment. But look at all the people who made comments around your comment. Those are hundreds and thousands of people mm-hmm. who, since you pointed out something about me, felt it was okay to now attack that part of my life. But if I were to say something to you in the same manner, how would it make you feel? And he was like, yo, I never thought about it that way. And I and, and we had this conversation Educate on the DM. Baby. No, we had this conversation on DM. And I said to him, you know, I don't care about my hair thinning. I make jokes about it myself. My kids make jokes about it. Like, like that's part of life, right? But what if you run across a celebrity who's having a bad day, whose mom just found out something bad, and they're just in the, like, the, like even, even me. What if I had found out something terrible had happened in my life, and then you make that same comment, and in that moment, I respond mm-hmm. emotionally. But would you even say that if you saw that person face-to-face? No, they definitely wouldn't say that face-to-face, because no one right. ever says the things... To me, face to face that they say in the comments, which I also understand that you have keyboard warriors. Mm -hmm. Right. But being a celebrity, often often people feel like you're supposed to have integrity, but they don't realize that those around you don't have integrity with dealing with you. So why am I the only one that's supposed to have integrity? And I don't think people who are not celebrities understand that what that can take, like Mm -hmm. the mental toll it takes, you know, because we have friends who play in the NBA. And they are very, very popular. Like, you know, even the NBA has their realm of top five players. <laughs> right. But the friends that we have are world champions, defensive player of the years, finals envy. Like, we have friends who are at that level. And the stuff that people say to their family in the stands and say to them and, and calling them outside their name, calling their wife outside their name, making fun of their kids, right? No one ever says, where is your integrity as a fan? Yeah, yes. Right. Where is your integrity yes. as a consumer of content? But when it comes to the celebrity is where is your Scrutinized. integrity? Scrutinized. You see what I'm saying? Absolutely. And it's I, ridiculous. And I think people need yep. to understand there's a lot of pressures that come with the celebrity. So if you're a celebrity and people constantly bashing you, constantly bashing your family, saying all this other stuff, then they have an opportunity to do something for them and their family. And you want them to have integrity and protect you as the community. It's like, wait a minute. Why would I do something to protect the same community that bashes me and my family constantly? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I might take this bag. And I'm not validating people for doing stuff without integrity. But what I'm saying is, is there are certain people in the world who don't care about the community, who don't care about what you feel or say about them. They're only going to focus on their family. And imagine being from a low-income community and you're the only source of light to help your community, if that bag comes, those people don't care about your ideas of what they should do to keep their integrity. They're going to get the bag to help feed their family. Because as fast as you raise that celebrity up, you will tear them down just as fast in the heartbeat. And they can't always be focused on what you think when they're trying to protect their family or feed their family. So I think that comes first and foremost. I know absolutely. I have not a, not a doubt in my mind that as, you, as your star continues to rise, that if somebody came out, they face sideways about me or the kids or somebody and you were... Caught in a moment, it's going to be a moment. Kadeen, I'm, I'm going to say this. It's going to be a I'm moment. I'm going to say this so, wholeheartedly, hey. wholeheartedly. There is a reason why we have multiple streams of income outside of social media and Hollywood. Because I'm never going to make a decision about my family based on me needing to make money from something. I learned that when the NFL, mm-hmm. right? 
the so minute they decided that, that I, I wasn't going to be in the NFL no more, all my revenue streams were cut. So I had to dance to kind of make sure that I could make money. The reason why I have my own revenue streams doing a bunch of other things is because if someone ever disrespects my family, I don't want to have to worry about my brand in that moment. Mm -hmm. I don't. Because my brand is not going to save. Because we're talking about integrity. Your brand is not going to save you when you walk in those doors and your kids and your wife got to look at you and like, bro, you let that happen? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's the same way with me picking uh, roles. Because I've got offered roles to do different things. And I'm just like, because of what matters to me, which is my kids and my family, I can't do that role. I can't play the, the drug dealing, gun toting, womanizing black guy on TV no more. Mm -hmm. Because... My family will look at my daddy. You've gotten past the point in your life where you have to accept that. Mm -hmm. There was a point where I had to accept that. But because of what integrity means to me, which is my family first, now I can make decisions because of my revenue streams to say, you know what? I'll pass on that. Well, you'll never work here again. All right, then. Well, I won't. But I can go home right. and my wife can be like, I love you. And chances are after that, I love you. Something else will roll in. Always. That's more along the lines of Some, oh, don't that cast is, opportunities. Oh, don't even worry about those because the ones that's not meant for you won't be for you, but the ones that are absolutely still going to be there. Absolutely. They're going to be there. All right. I guess we can move into some listener letters now. They just had a couple of things for anybody who's looking to get into <laughs> fame or to be famous. Some tips for managing fame really quickly. Um, you cannot meet everyone's unrealistic <laughs> expectations, so just don't try. Take the opinions of others about you lightly and don't take it personally. Remember one of the four agreements what yes. people ha have how they feel about you has nothing to do with you. Mm -hmm. um, stay grounded and down to earth as much as possible. And if needed, get help. Um, This this one that says stay grounded and down to earth. Your mm -hmm. success is not a reason to feel superior to other people. That Fame too. can often confuse people and make them think that they are one of a kind and everyone else is inferior. Do not fall for this trap. It will uh, it will cloud your thinking and perception of true self-love. And can, it will um, lose you opportunities just as fast, too. Absolutely. But I can speak to this as an athlete. I've seen so many athletes who felt, well, I just looked over at you. You just look mad pretty. Oh. Just, I don't hey. know you coming. I was, if we was outside, I'd holler at you. But, um, <laughs> All right. Mama still got it. <laughs> when when you, you got it. Oh, you definitely got it. <laughs> when athletes get to the pinnacle, right, whether it's, high school and you're an all-american and they lose that right so now you go to college and things kind of fizzle out i've watched a lot of athletes lose themselves because they thought what they did made them superior to other people but now you no longer have that so if you know because this this every job is fleeting you're only going to be an athlete for so long mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You're only going to be the best actor for so long yeah. you're always going to be the best singer for so long. you're only going to be the ceo for so long before someone comes along because everyone dies mm -hmm. and they're always looking for the next, the next best thing yep. for the cheaper, younger talent. Absolutely. So if you take your occupation as your reason why you're better than other people, when that fleets and goes away, what do you have to stand on as a person, an individual? That right there is the most important mm -hmm. one, staying grounded and down to earth, because yep. I've seen athletes and entertainers at every level, whether it was the NFL guy who was retired, the college guy who didn't make it to the NFL, or mm -hmm. the high school guy who never played in college, mm -hmm. you, you thought you were better than everybody because of that. And when you no longer had that, it was gone. I watched it firsthand. And those people often 
end up realizing like, dang, my my occupation can't define me. Literally. And the same thing happens to actors. You Literally. were a child actor and you were on the hit show and now mm-hmm. no one knows you anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, you were the, the singer that was on the Disney Channel who was supposed to be the next Britney Spears and you turned 16 and no one thinks you're cute anymore and now you're not singing. Mm-hmm. And what happens? You know, it, it yeah. happens at every single level. Every single level. Every single level, y'all. All right, let's take a quick break. And we'll move into listener letters after we get into some ads. So stick around. All right, ladies, let's be real. Who here actually enjoys shaving their legs? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought so. And get this. Near, yes, near, the OG that I used for years has now leveled up. And they have these new sensational shower creams and body creams that smell amazing. My personal favorite, coconut oil and vitamin E because it's gentle on my skin. And down to the body cream, rich cocoa butter and vitamin E body cream, which is a modern take on indulgent and classic femininity. Okay? It works in as little as three minutes, no nicks, no cuts, and the smooth skin lasts days longer than shaving. Nair's new sensational shower and body creams are free of all those nasty chemicals so you can feel good about what you're putting on your skin. Have a me-time moment with Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. There's power in every purchase because every time we buy a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. And y'all know I love my lip bar products. That's just one to name a few. There is a whole collection of black-led products that fit into your daily routine. Show Black Founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. That's right, y'all. Black Founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. That's right. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing Black-owned products you can add to your daily routine. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation, I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating. And a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot 
and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, now we're back. Favorite part of the show, we get to hear from y'all. Yes. Let's see who got integrity in these listener letter <laughs> streets. All right, let me see what y'all been up to who been out here throwing ass around and whatnot. <laughs> All right. Hi, Javelin Kadeen. Please keep me anonymous. All right. As long as you, you don't say no names, no Jennifer. face, no case. Oh, my bad. No, 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 it's not Jennifer. It's <laughs> no not. face, no case. I love you both and call you guys my cousins all the time. What's up, cuz? The podcast is amazing. And I'm also as a team of Stan. Okay. Show coming soon. Yes, yes. So here's my dilemma. Me and my man have been together for over a year and a half. He has a few women that he considers best friends. I met one of them and she was cool. There's this other one that I just don't understand. Child, there's always one. (laughs) Uh, She seems to be doing some over-the-top stuff, calling super late, texting early in the morning. The most recent and annoying example, me and him went out to dinner for my birthday, and would y'all believe she called in the middle of our dinner asking (laughs) asking if she would need pliers for whatever she was trying to fix. I'm sure she knew that it was my birthday because he was telling just about everybody the week of. All of his friends are before we got together and I'm not an ultimatum user. However, I want to know if they've ever had sex or had, sorry, if they've ever had sex and what the deal is because at this point it's getting annoying. Like she's wanting, like she's waiting in the wings for him or something. Should I be concerned with asking about this or should I brush it off? Signed over it. So she doesn't know if they've had sex or not. She doesn't know. Oh, so have we asked? Have you asked, girl? Because I want to know what the answer is. Do you think that will be a determining factor as to why she feels she can do this or not? I don't know, hmm. to be honest. I just I just think that there's just certain boundaries, whether you had sex or not. Your homeboy is out to dinner with his wife. Well, don't is call it wife him. or girlfriend? Was well, his girlfriend? Is it? Well, like, yeah, they've been together for over a year and a half. Been together over yeah. a year and a half. Yeah. So okay, so here's another thing. I too. mean, the consolation to me is that she. The, the, to, a, to an extent that the friend feels comfortable to call and he feels comfortable answering in front of her because I right. feel like if there was something to hide then there's a chance that that would not be occurring right. maybe this female friend does not know how to have boundaries now that her friend who she's been friend with for years right. now has a steady girlfriend of a year and a half a year and a half is still new right. so unless your new. boyfriend sets forth the boundary like hey you know you, go. you can't just be interjecting or if he does there not answer go. the phone he has to also have the wherewithal to uh, know there you go. You calling me in the middle of my, middle of my girl's birthday dinner that call is gonna have to wait there you go you don't gotta answer it you gotta answer it so they may both be a little bit at fault here too well i mean not a little bit like this also goes to when a woman does something and there's a man involved it seems like they always go to blame the woman Mm -hmm. right you just made a good point Mm -hmm. he didn't have to answer the phone right right so you you could blame her for calling but you could also say to him like dude it's my birthday dinner why are you even answering the call like you know who it is because we all have these names that pop up on our phone right click or right. text message, I can't answer can't right answer now. Can't answer right now, right? Or is it you an know? emergency? What? No. Right. Okay. They like he he has to create boundaries. But what you also said is true. A year and a half is not that long. Mm-hmm. And if they've been friends for years, he's probably had relationships that came and went. It came and went, yeah. and it's like this is going to be my friend regardless. Until he sets the boundary, right. he's always going to be my friend, and that's just the way it exactly is. Exactly it. And if you she know? can't respect that, if he were to put his foot down, then. She might be waiting in the wings, sis. You never know. I ain't gonna lie, but you, because I was thinking completely different until you said that. But that's true. 
until he puts the the foot down or creates the boundary mm -hmm. what what is she supposed to do right they've been existing this way for years right so it's up to him ma. I think it's up to him for sure it's up to him, definitely yeah. i think you need to have the conversation with him sex yeah. or not that really is not um no. necessarily the the no. reason um it's just about because even if they didn't have sex mm -hmm. she can't just be calling in the middle of y'all dinner and he answering the phone like that's just right. not absolutely and i mean like perfect example you said you're a zatima stan crystal and i are close friends mm -hmm. crystal will not call we had me, me we had an argument k was upset at her last week because she her alarm went off in her other house mm -hmm. it was two in the morning mm -hmm. and she lives by herself and kate was like why didn't you call us right and she was just like well i know you guys are sleeping it's inappropriate and we were just like yo like right. you're by yourself like that's an emergency right that's an that's a circumstance where if you yeah. call two o'clock in the morning if you didn't call him or i one of us would have answered but you know, she has friends, the respect but, yeah to say i'm not gonna call at two in the morning mm -hmm. because you're married mm -hmm. you know it's like she set a boundary. Mm -hmm. I've set a boundary. Mm -hmm. But also as a wife or a girlfriend, it's also like, hey, you know, you know, when things are appropriate and when they're not appropriate. There doesn't have to be a rule set or a time set. Right. You know, use a discretion. If she would have called me at two in the morning for some pliers in her house, Kadeem probably been like, yo, what the fuck? Like, really? <laughs> pliers? Like, what are you fixing at two in the morning? I'm like, oh, you, you have the pliers in your hand? Awesome. Okay, now go to the nearest outlet. <laughs> And stick it right into <laughs> the so socket. Wow. There you go. <laughs> oh. Hello? Hello? Okay. <laughs> there we go. That's I all. I wish a bitch would. <laughs> Shit. Mm -hmm. Only only a woman would go that far. Listen. I wouldn't even think about killing nobody. <laughs> Why somebody got to die with y'all all the time? Somebody got to die. Back to integrity. Um, <laughs> uh, question number two. Question number two. Um. But yeah, no, just to close out that yes, question. Yes. Your boyfriend got to set boundaries. For sure. And let yes. people know. It's on him. Totally. So, I'm 30 years old and I've been in a relationship with my 31-year-old boyfriend for four years. I'll be attending grad school in the fall out of state and have been making plans with my boyfriend to prepare for long distance for the past year. I've made it clear to him that I'm looking to get engaged before grad school or separate given long distance. The stress of grad school and me being of childbearing age. Is, uh, is enough to bear without having a commitment. He recently has shared with me that he began having feelings of being unsure of how we would work for a long-term marriage and that he also feels unsure that he will be able to live up to the compromises, the compromises required. I feel completely blindsided given he's taken so long to tell me this and has had me look at rings and go through premarital counseling with him last year. As I search for, oh, that's why you go through counseling to figure out this is what you want to do. Right. As I search for answers, he feels the pressure to answer my questions without having the space and time to think so that he can move forward with being more intentional towards committing to marriage. I'm growing impatient and jaded because of the time I've spent, I've put in, only to be surprised by this. Are his feelings about marriage at this point unreasonable? Is this cold feet or something more? Although I love him, I don't know what to do anymore. Jaded and bitter. Can I just say this? Yeah. Okay. How do you tell people how you feel? And they tell you how they feel and you get mad because they don't say what, what you, you wanted them hear. to say. Exactly. Y'all went to premarital like counseling said, for the this. Purpose of, yeah. That, that's usually why people recommend premarital counseling. Like you and I had the opportunity to do it mm -hmm. beforehand and then stuff got crazy and busy and my mm -hmm. uncle ended up marrying us and we were like, maybe we should find somebody who wasn't related to me right. to do it. So 
that's the purpose of talking these things out ahead of time to decipher if it's really what you want to do or not. I would applaud him in this circumstance for just saying, maybe I'm not sure if I'm willing to compromise on certain things rather than marry you under the false guise of, I'm going to give you everything you want and need. And then he don't. And then you mad. And then you even more jaded and bitter. So see, I think she wanted him to say something else. And when he didn't, she waited, hoping she could change his mind. Mm-hmm. Ma, he just told you how he felt. And now yeah. the ball is in your court to say, you know what? I understand how you feel mm-hmm. based on what you said, but I'm looking for something immediately, so I'm going to have to move on. Move on. Exactly. I don't think that that's an ultimatum. Nope. I think that's you being deliberate about what you need and what you want out of life and not being willing to wait. Mm-hmm. That's not an ultimatum. That's you making a choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that he he told you, you know, when, when someone shows you who they are or tells you what they want, believe them the first the time. The first time. Don't waste time trying to change their mind. And then when they don't, be jaded and bitter because you couldn't change their mind. That's you. Yeah. That's a you problem. Like yeah. that's. That's a lot. Of, a lot of times I think what happens, people ask for the truth about things. They ask to hear how people feel. Think of when you did that Madame Noir episode a yeah. while back. And it's supposed to be, was it like Think Like a Man or the truth? Yeah, it was. Um. Like pretty it was much men ask a black man. Ask, it was a, black ask a black man. man. Yes, and when a lot of the men on there were saying the things that women didn't want to hear, but were their truth, you got, they got upset. Upset. They you got, got upset. you got people kind of throwing tomatoes. Right. And then you'd have the the one or two guys who were singing the sweet songs and the <laughs> whispering the, the the sweet promises and saying the right words. That was just like a glazed over, vague, well, you know, opinion of what a man should be. And women were like, "Yeah, we want him." But he was single. But he's single. Right. And that's and that's the truth. Like you, you know, you can't ask somebody what they want and not be ready to receive their truth. Mm-hmm. You know, but but here's another truth though: um, the biological clock is real, right? I'll mm-hmm. give you an example. Mm-hmm. We had Jackson, we had Kyra, we had Cass. Kadeen had great pregnancies. We had Dakota; she had an amazing pregnancy. At the end of the pregnancy, she suffered from postpartum preeclampsia, mm-hmm. which could have taken her life. That comes with age. Mm-hmm. And now it's to a point where it's like, if Kadeen and I wanted to have another baby, which we don't, if we wanted to, that option has been kind of limited because of her health issues that come with age. Mm -hmm. And I think that a lot more men need to realize like, hey, we can take our time because we don't have to carry children. A lot more women are being deliberate about what they want and need out of life because once you get to that, you know, 30, mid 30s, now you have to start thinking about your health and safety if you want to be a mom. Absolutely. And that's a real thing. It's so real. So it's not an ultimatum. Right. It's not you being unreasonable. It's not you putting pressure. It's you being honest. Mm-hmm. But with you being honest, you have to be willing to accept that that man may say, well, I'm not ready right now. Mm-hmm. And if he's yeah. not ready right now, then you have to make the decision to move in a different direction, which means you may be in love with this man and you may jump out of the frying pan into the fire and you may be looking for something else that you may not find in any other man. Mm-hmm. And you may find yourself by yourself because you left someone who, who you were in love with ready. who may not have been ready in that moment, but yeah. might be ready now. So yeah. or maybe I might be it. ready later on. So I get it. Tough place to be in. But I get I get her. Too. It's great that y'all are at least exploring this by having the conversations and by speaking about it and seeking the counseling yeah because that's actually being proactive absolutely and not reactive absolutely all right y'all keep writing in because we'd love to hear more from you guys um listener letters uh should go through email 
Don't DM us because we're not going <laughs> to see it. Um, deadassadvice at gmail.com. That's right. That's D-E-A-D-A-S-S-A-D-V-I-C-E at gmail.com. All right. Moment of truth time. We're talking about integrity across the board, public scrutiny, praise, all those good things. Yes. When it comes to integrity, my thing is pretty simple. Can you sleep at night? Mm-hmm. When you do whatever it is that you do, whether it's to get that next gig or that next role or that promotion mm-hmm. or whatever it may be, um, the way you handle interactions with people on a day-to-day basis, whether you're famous or not, the way you carry yourself, is that something that you can do and then at the end of the night, sleep peacefully? Yeah. That's usually how I look at it because if it's something that's going to keep me up and it's going to be like, damn, I shouldn't have, I wish I didn't, you know, shoulda, coulda, wouldas, mm-hmm. then that for me, it's never any progress there. I'm always going to say, I should be able to sleep at night and sleep peacefully and be happy with the decisions that I've made and the way I've treated people. I agree with that. And I'll I'll also add this, like integrity also depends on what you value in life. Mm -hmm. If you value family, your integrity is going to be rooted in what is in the best interest of your family first, right? If you don't have a family and you value community, Mm -hmm. your integrity is going to be dependent upon what's in the best interest of the community. Mm -hmm. If you value career, and fame, mm-hmm. your integrity is going to be dependent upon what you think is going to get you the greatest amount of fame yep. and finances. Or propel you to that so next integrity level. really yeah. depends on what the person values. You can't put your value on someone else and say they have no integrity mm-hmm. because of what they did. Mm-hmm. Also, integrity goes both ways. I am tired of watching people talk about celebrities saying they have no integrity when these people who are not celebrities walk around having no integrity at all on a daily basis. Okay, so you don't have to be a celebrity Mm -hmm. to have integrity, Mm -hmm. right? You can be a person that works a nine to five is, for example, I've been watching a lot of people talk about, I don't even want to bring the situation up, but what they, what one, what a celebrity should have done, Mm -hmm. but you cheat on your wife every day. Mm -hmm. So you telling me what this person should do to have a better, to be have more integrity, but you don't live integrity in your own personal life, mm-hmm. right? You stepped on your boss to get that promotion, but you think that celebrity should have integrity. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Judgment for me, it's the, giving the, judgment. And the whole point is, holier than thou. Yeah. the whole point is, you do not have to be a celebrity to live with integrity. That part. We all as human beings should learn to live with integrity every single day. And that integrity is going to be dependent upon what you value. Don't let anyone else tell you what's supposed to value more. Because if it's your family, put that first and foremost. Uh, uh-huh. If it's your community, put that first and foremost. If it's if it's you, your career, put that first and foremost because you're the only person that has to answer to you. And as fast as you become a celebrity, you'll fall even faster. So if you continue to put other people in the forefront, you'll get disappointed very quickly. All right, now. It was a word. A word. Um, be sure to find us on social media if you have not already. Dead Ass, the podcast. Thank y'all for following and engaging on that page. We'd love to see it. Yes. And you can find me at Kadeen I Am. And I am Deval. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Dead Ass. Dead Ass. See y'all next time. Dead Ass is a production of iHeartMedia Podcast Network and is produced by Denora Pena and Tribble. Follow the podcast on social media at Dead Ass, the podcast, and never miss a thing. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. 
It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. It's time to celebrate Black History Month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock. One at Flatiron Plaza in New York City and one at Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. With giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it's a perfect time to try, like, and share black-led products. It's free for everyone, and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with black-led products that are creating a new world of choices at Walmart. Trust, you don't want to miss it.